This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Before I introduce my guest today, I want to invite you to follow the podcast on Telegram. Just search for Mr. Productivity. Cami Hoiza is a public relations professional, speaker, and author, and a really nice, nice girl, who helps organizations attract their ideal clients and customers and get measurable results with social media and digital marketing. As CEO of Zotica, she has worked with some of the top brands in the world, including Google, SeaWorld, Robert Wood, Johnson Foundation, the American Red Cross, Lady Gaga, and more to tap into the power of online communities for good. She first appeared on the show on May 8th, 2019, on episode 140. This is episode 912. I had to have her back, Cammy, all the way, literally like six miles away in Katy, Texas. Welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad to be here. I cannot believe you're on episode 912. That is so cool. Well, I should be at episode 1060 on New Year's Day, New Year's Eve Day this year. So That's amazing. Yeah, so this is great. So I'm really glad to be back and talking about social media and how you can use it for your business. That's It's a really exciting topic. Now, we're going to cover a whole swath of social media platforms. Uh, I have a love-hate relationship with Facebook and Saturated. It's pay-to-play. It's oversaturated. So I've found a lot of traction over on TikTok. And then, you know, I went to my app store on my iPhone just yesterday, and I found out that still today, the number one most downloaded app is Snapchat. I'm like, that is so bizarre. Now I notice that when I record a video on TikTok, it lets me post it to Snapchat. And I'm like, well, why not? You know, and and so and then we have LinkedIn and we have Clubhouse, which I've never been on. We have Twitter. There's so much to talk about here. We don't have like eight hours to talk on the show. So let me start off asking you this question. What is your 30,000 foot level view of the world of social media today, August 6, 2021? Yeah, it's a great question. You just basically gave the avalanche of names of platforms, which I think is a really interesting thing. But what I'm what I'm seeing is that all of the platforms are um, kind of duking it out, if you will, over features. So um, what they're doing is they're one will get a feature, another will get a feature, and as of today. The most powerful thing that you can do is short form video, Um, whether it's on Snapchat, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's on TikTok um, or any other platform, including YouTube, um, small and, and short form video is really hot this year. I will tell you that TikTok recommends 15 second videos because... I guess Microsoft did a research project a number of years ago that says the average set to span is eight seconds. And so what I do is I try to do 15 second videos, which fit perfectly because I can create the video. I can put it on Facebook stories. I can put it on Instagram stories. I can put it on Snapchat because it all falls within that 15 seconds. And look, at if you need three minutes, six minutes, 50 minutes, then create a course. <laughs> this is for the short attention span of a people. Absolutely. And and that's really what's happening is that that particular kind of content is absolutely 100% drawing more eyeballs and the platforms are um, making that more uh, more visible. So like just take Instagram, for example, um, they are definitely trying to keep their people on their platform because a lot of people on Instagram will go to TikTok or will go to these other places like Snapchat because they have a younger 
audience in there, as well as an older one. Um, they're both. But the um, bottom line is that they're trying to keep people on their platforms. All of them are. A lot of them are also offering a lot of money for um, for creators to keep them on those platforms and to reward them for making great content. So really right now, I mean, you cannot lose with short form content. And what I've been hearing, and correct me if I'm wrong, watch time is king. They don't care how many people, cause you can like a video and not watch it. They're all about watch time. Is that, is that still valid? That is a hundred percent true. It drives the algorithm because just, if you think about it, you know, just logically as a business owner, because you know, I'm a business owner, you're a business owner. If you just think about it logically, if you can keep people um, on the platform then you can serve them up ads. You can uh, manage to, you can get them to spend more time on the platform. So how much time they spend on the platform is huge for all of these platforms. And so they, of course, watch time is part of how much time they spend right on the platform. So if you have videos that people will watch all the way through and Hey, by the way, rewatch over and over again, uh, because that's a big part of it too. Um, that right there is going to actually make your videos do better than other videos in the algorithm. So keeping people's attention requires like really snappy content that is quick, that um, maybe has a lot of transitions in it too. I think a lot of people have underestimated how many transitions you need in a really short period of time. Like you really need something every couple of seconds to keep people's attention. Um, and that's really, I think, something that if you can get that skill set down for yourself and your business, you are going to be winning on social media in 2021. I wish every platform would allow us to hide the metrics because I like watch time. You can't fake watch time, okay? You either watch the whole video, you watch 50% of the video, or you don't, Okay. A lot of people will go to their friends or the people they like, and they'll like the videos. They won't even watch it. And so I think to a certain point, and tell me what you think about this, that likes and shares and comments, that can be faked. And I think the algorithms and all the platforms are starting to prioritize watch time instead of a metric like likes, which are really easy. You can scroll through um, you know, Instagram and double tap and scroll, double tap and never watch the videos. Is that uh, correct? They prioritize that a long time ago. <laughs> That's absolutely a hundred percent true. Um, and I don't, I mean, as far as hiding them and stuff, I think for mental health and whatever, that's probably good from a business perspective. I want to know all of the stats. Um, so I don't know if they need to put it just behind, like you just have to at least click to get to it or something like that. Um, so I'm not really a big fan of like getting rid of them completely. Cause I think that that's not going to really help. Um, because part of that is also the psychology. So if you see somebody with a lot of likes and comments, comments, by the way, are more important than likes yes. every day of the week. Because, But even those have been faked, are faked in the sense that I can hire you to go out and, you know, say, oh, great stuff, whatever, you know, follow a hashtag and just make sure you comment on 50 accounts today. Um, I can do that. <laughs> and that doesn't mean that that content was had any other impact on me whatsoever because I didn't even see it, right? So that is happening. People are doing that. They're selling that as a service. So I do agree with you that watch time is really important. Um, but you could then technically hire an army of like people overseas yep. to watch your stuff too. So any kind of thing that you measure that um, is like at the top of the, the algorithm, people will game it. Okay, that's just 
I've been in this business forever. In fact, I just got um, on, a, on a radio show the other day. They called me up and said, do you know that this is the 15th year of the social media manager job title? And I'm like, I've been a social media manager for like 16 years. So I'm thinking, <laughs> how is that possible? But anyway, my point is, is that um, I've been doing this a long time. And basically what happens is that anything that you put out there, people will game it, yeah. they'll use it and so forth. So I would just say for from our perspective as business owners, if you're using this for business reasons, what you want is to connect with the right people in the right place at the right time. And you want to give them as much value as possible, like your podcast, for example, so that when it is time for them to do business with someone, they know what you do, they know what you offer, and they think of you first. You want to be at top of mind. So, I mean, you can go and be as entertaining as you want on TikTok but they may not know what you do for a living. So think about that. Um, I'm just talking about it from a business perspective, not an entertainment perspective, right. because yeah, I will death scroll on TikTok too until like, you know, <laughs> one o'clock in the morning laughing at things. So yeah, well, just to clarify, you know, when I meant hiding the match metrics, I mean, from the public, I think what mm -hmm. they should do is if you're the author, you have all the analytics. I just don't want people to not even watch a video because, oh, there's four likes. Or I should watch this video because it's got 40,000 likes. That's all I'm saying. Just hide that, but allow the author, the creator, to see all the analytics. That's all I was saying. And it's interesting you brought up on the podcast, you know, 912 episodes. This is a big lead magnet into my funnels, into my website. That's why I do it. I mean, plus I love talking. I mean, if you know me at all. You know, I've been at the, the, the Houston social media breakfast. You know, I love talking. I, I can't stop talking, but let's talk about the algorithm because I want to share a story that about six weeks ago, I went back on TikTok and I almost hired a guy for 300 bucks that says I can get you 500,000 followers in like a week. And I thought about that. And right before I hit the buy button, I said, wait a minute, because you already alluded to this answer. Do I want 500,000 people or do I rather have 50 of the right people? And so now I'm not trying to figure out Facebook's algorithm, Instagram's algorithm, TikTok's algorithm. That's exhausting. What I do is I do what Gary Vaynerchuk says. I just document. I don't worry about it. If you like my content, you like it, you follow me, you follow me, you don't, you don't, I don't care. And I'm actually getting more people following me because I'm not trying to, what's the trending sound? What's the trending video? What's the trending font type? I'm not worried about that stuff. I'm just showing up authentically. And ironically, I'm getting more views. I'm getting more followers. Does your to-do list have you overwhelmed? When you join my digital productivity coaching program, you'll learn how to get and stay focused, become untangled from the chaos of your to-do list, experience less overwhelm, and have time to do what you really want to do. Sign up today by clicking the coaching tab at mrproductivity.com. That doesn't surprise me at all. So, so that's the funny part about this, that this does not surprise me at all. Here's the problem with buying followers, if you want to call it that, which is kind of what he was doing for you or trying to get you to do. Um, you'll see the stars in your eyes and the followers will come. And guess what? They're not going to engage with you at all. Not at all. And as we've already talked about, the engagement is the absolute top of the, the list of what's important yep. um, for your for your site. Plus, if you want them to do business with you, um, why are you doing all this TikTok stuff? I mean, you may do it on the side for fun, um, to be entertaining, like to show your family life or whatever. So if, if you're doing that, you know, knock, your, knock yourself out, have fun. But um, 
buying followers is never helpful for you because it will depress your um, overall visibility on any social media site. Like, so think about it. It's much harder to get 10% of 500,000 than it is 10% of 50. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you? It, um, it does. Yeah. It does. And I think, you know, I was at one point about a year ago, I was only on LinkedIn. And I kept hearing the voice of Gary Vaynerchuk in my head say, you got to be everywhere because there are people who follow you on Facebook. They will follow you on Instagram. They will follow you on Snapchat and TikTok and LinkedIn and everywhere. Uh, I won't go back on Twitter. It's too much hatred and divisiveness. So I know Madeline and uh, Madeline's friend of ours. I won't go back on Twitter, but I just share content. And what's interesting is my, my handle on Facebook and Instagram, TikTok and Snapchat is Mr. Productivity. Actually, I got to change Snapchat. Now I think about it. I think it's still Mark Schuchowski. I got to change that because it's consistent. But I, I want people to realize I'm not just a business. I'm like a mushroom. I'm a fun guy. Get it? Ba-boom. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so I want to show people what's going on when I have good days and bad days and when I am productive and when I'm not. And so I, I believe everyone should do that. I think I am more attracted to businesses who are showing me their flaws and they share their, hey, listen, I tried this. This didn't work because then people go, oh, you're real. But if you're always super polished, you're always wearing the, the suits and the, you know, in, in your case, uh, manicure uh, nails and a hair. I don't have hair, um, but that that's not real. People want to know. Yeah, you do shop at Walmart. Yeah, you do do backyard barbecues and you burn the steak. They want to see that. And so. When I started sharing that stuff, it took me like five years to finally get Gary through my head and go, people can find out how to be better at social media or productivity by Googling it, but they don't know our story. So I'm starting to share more of my story. I'm not all the time, but I'm sharing more of my story because I want people to fall in love and have a relationship with me instead of just me being Mr. Productivity. Yeah. And I think that's really the smart way to go because you will naturally attract and repel Okay, so this is a really important thing to know. And I think something that people don't get, Um, you're going to attract the people that are meant to be your customers, followers, whatever. And you're going to repel certain people too. And those are the people that maybe don't really jive with you. They don't get you. They don't like you. And that's fine because you get rid of them. Do you know what I'm saying? They, they move off to the side and they're, they're gone. And so then you're working just with the people that actually you can help, that you were put on this planet to help. Um, and that you can help. Um, so that's really important is to understand that not everybody's going to like you. And that's actually okay. Yes. Yes. Well, there's an estimated 8 billion people on this planet. 440 million people speak English. So I guess you could say my audience is 440 million people. Let's say 1% of that need a productivity guy. I couldn't handle all these people. So the reality, there's plenty of clients out there for everybody. And to your point, maybe some people don't like bald productivity guys. That's okay. There's plenty to go around. And I think people think that they're, the pie is going to be taken up and there's not going to be anything left for them. But in reality, there's plenty of opportunity for everybody. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think that that's something that's really uh, powerful if you can get it and let it kind of like the duck roll off your back. Because I think people get very stressed out with this idea that, you know, I'm not going to be able to get the attention I need. I'm not going to be. And then they're like, look at me, look at me. And then that turns people off. It always does because it's you're just trying too hard. I think you alluded this to this just a little bit earlier is that, you know, when you try way too hard, 
um, it really does cause an issue with uh, people really being able to connect with you. They feel like you're tr- you're trying to get them to do something or hurting them into a little corner. And they're like, no, I mean, you know, many people will be like, no, I'm, I I can't be pushed in the corner. You know, that's just sort of how people are. So if you understand that, then you, you're working on the attraction model versus the um, get over here and take action (laughs) right now model. Um, Like the, the used car dealer model, I call it. Um, Then you, then you're going to really get that it's really about you and who you are. And hey, even your flaws. And I love what you say about flaws because we all have them. And most people know that you have them anyway. And I used to say all the time at Social Media Breakfast, because there's always going to be something that goes wrong. Like there's tech problems, there's issues. (laughs) And I always say, um, I make all these mistakes so you don't have to. I love that. (laughs) I I love that. And I remember a couple years ago, I saw Gary Vaynerchuk uh, YouTube. He did um, a, a keynote. I think about four or five years ago. And I noticed he was speaking in, in sneakers, jeans, and a shirt. And I used to go speaking in a suit. I'm like, wait a minute. Could I get rid of the suit? I hate wearing a suit. And, and so what happens is people would hire me to speak. And I first started telling them, look, I don't show up in a suit. I show up, show up in sneakers, jeans, and a shirt. Not one person said anything. They go, we're not buying your wardrobe. We're buying what's between your ears. And I'm like, so I wore a suit all these years for nothing because it's not me, me in a suit. That's not me. And I think we need to be authentic. Now I'm not trashing suits. If that's you, then wear a suit. Okay. But if it's not you don't wear a suit just because somebody told you, someone actually told me if you want to go farther in life, really far in life, you have to wear a suit. I'm like, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk doesn't wear a suit and I think he's doing pretty good. So I think we need to be authentic. I think so many people are trying to create this illusion of someone that they're not. And then you always have to be on the lookout. Okay. Do I have to act my that way or my, um, my real self now? And it gets really exhausting. Yeah. I mean, that is something to wear you out. What you just were talking about there. Um, there, I mean, there, if you're an employee and you're working in an office, there may be some dress code kind of things that you need to watch and, and follow. But if you, if you're running your own business, that's the whole purpose of running your own business, by the way, <laughs> is that you can do what you want. I mean, I like wearing my little shirts and my family laugh at me because I, I wear like my business casual every day. I like that. That's me. I, I enjoy it. I do not polish my nails. I actually am a violin player, so I have to keep them as short as I possibly can. And um, so there's just everybody has their own little things that they do. Um, and hey, you know, I mean, I've worked with some of the biggest brands in the world, and none of them have ever said to me, what are you wearing over there? <laughs> and by the way, I've done all of that virtually, you know, um, this business, my business has been virtual since day one. In 2002, that was my, that was the day that I started my business. Um, and so that's really the key is that you want to make sure that you're doing what's working for you and your company and your culture, and then people will be attracted to that. And not all people will be attracted to it. Again, the ones that you need to be attracted will. What are your top three social media platforms and why? Okay. So right now, and, and I know you hate Facebook, but I do use Facebook <laughs> quite a bit. Um, and because I am using it on a paid platform. So what I love about Facebook. I do a weekly live stream. Actually, I live stream to multiple platforms at once. So I'm LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, 
And um, I also do a, a Facebook page. Okay, so that's five. And so I multi-stream to all of these places. And um, the cool thing is that afterwards, I can run small ads on Facebook that micro-target my audience. And my audience really is um, either, like for, for, for Zoetica, it's like big brands, but I'm also a trainer and an online teacher, which you can kind of tell. And I work with um, coaches, small agencies, and consultants, kind of that group. And if you are a person that helps other people get seen, I can help you to finally get yourself seen too. That's one of the big things I found with consultants is they tend to only work for their clients and they don't like necessarily uh, do it for themselves, right? So um, I help them. But what I'll do is I'll run an ad to these specific audiences, depending on the topic, right? And you can run an ad pinpoint perfect to the people that you're trying to reach. And then it's just a video watch ad so that people will go watch your videos. They'll get to know you a little bit better and you can build a bit of an audience around that. And then whenever you do sell an online course or something like that, then you can send an ad out to them saying, Hey, now I'm offering this. Are you interested? And then, as you said, 1%, 2% 1%, 2% of those people will take you up on that. That's interesting. I remember the day I got LinkedIn Live. I had to ask for it five times. I finally got it. And I did what they said. I went live on a regular basis. I had like about 10,000 people at the time. And, you know, in the beginning, I had six or seven people show up live. And then it went down to three. Then it went down to two. Then it went down to none. And then I got one or two views afterwards. I'm like, Cause I would do what you do. I would go live on Facebook, on YouTube and on LinkedIn, nothing. And I'm like, this is crazy. So I, I told StreamYard, I don't want to renew because I can go live on Facebook, right on Facebook. I can go live on YouTube, right on YouTube, LinkedIn. They're kind of weird because they make you get a third party app, which I think is a, a colossal mistake, but that's a time for another topic for another day. But I just haven't had the luck. You know, and I've really stalled out on LinkedIn. I mean, I've got like, I think 10,700 or something like followers there. And it doesn't matter what I do. If I post about my podcast, you know, the, the 60 second video, which you'll get, um, you know, if I post an infographic, if I post a post, if I post a video, if I go live, nothing. And Facebook, the only people watch it are people who have been following me for a while. They're, they're never going to be clients. They're just friends. And I'm like, this is exhausting to do it. I get more traction out of a podcast. That's why I'm so on fire for the podcast because unlike video, a podcast is portable. So you can download podcasts and get on the airplane and all that stuff. So, I mean, I think there's no perfect fit, but I think we got to keep trying to try things. So Facebook's number one. What are your number two and number three uh, platforms? Hey, you listening to the Mark Stuchowski podcast. Thank you so much for doing so. I really appreciate it. But are you a Mark Stuchowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter, and you can sign up right now by going to mrproductivity.com. M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Um, number two is LinkedIn. So I do get some traction on LinkedIn, which is great. Um, number three is Instagram and I like struggle with it. So like I want to do more Instagram. So it's one of those things that I struggle with a lot, but I do know that my audience is there. So I'm spending a lot more time on, on Instagram in the last year. And this year's I've got some good plans for that too. So those are my three. Twitter is also in there because I'm always going to be on Twitter because it's just sort of my first platform. But it I've not gotten as much traction on Twitter as I would would have wanted, to be honest. Even with a great, huge, massive following, um, you can't unless you just are on there 
basically all the time. And um, I'm not capable of that because I'm running a business. I have clients. I have, you know, I have staff. I have like, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of things going on. So I am not going to be able to be on Twitter like I used to be in the the olden days, like where you just basically sit on it all day. Yeah. Um, that's just not going to happen. So I'm looking for ways to leverage my time right now in social media. So that's what you want to look for too. And like you said, um, it happens all the time though. So I'm still do the multi-streaming. Um, in fact, today I was multi-streaming this morning and somebody jumped in and said, yeah, I saw you on Twitter. I knew you'd probably be streaming here too. And she jumped over to, (laughs) she jumped over to LinkedIn to watch. So she saw me on Twitter, but she came all the way to LinkedIn to watch. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's interesting. I, I I heard that right now TikTok is still giving you great reach uh, for another yeah. year. Uh, <laughs> Facebook and Instagram. I I was off Instagram because I gave up on it. I went back on it about I don't know, ten weeks ago. I got thirty followers. It's just nothing resonated. I do the posts, all the hashtags. You know, and I know I know not every platform is going to click unless your name is Gary Vaynerchuk or Grant Cardone or Brendan Burchard or Tony Robbins. Obviously, those guys, they can go anywhere and they're going to get massive followers and massive engagement. I know it's a process and there's no guarantee that if you do A, B and C, you'll get millions of followers, millions of engagement. It doesn't happen. It's a work in progress. But I think what people I think they should follow Gary's advice, be on all platforms, but then figure out which ones you get the most engagement on. Like I said, with yeah. TikTok, I can create a video and share it right to Snapchat. So I never go to Snapchat. I just share it right there. So there are people that follow me. Oddly enough, I downloaded uh, Snapchat yesterday and there are people following me and they're probably wondering where I've been. Like, this is crazy. There are people still following me on Snapchat and it's still, according to the iPhone, like I said, the app store this morning, uh, yesterday morning, it's still the number one app being downloaded. I I, I don't think Snapchat's ever going to go away. Um, no, no, and it isn't. And I'll tell you why. Um, Snapchat is really catering to a younger audience, first of all, and they have a lot of really um, interesting things that they do with that. But they also have a ton of money that they're giving to creators on <laughs> Snapchat to keep them on there to do some amazing things, actually. And and they really um, they because they did that. Um, Instagram started saying, yeah, we're going to do the same thing. And last week, was it last week? I think so. Um, Instagram said that they are no longer a photo sharing app. They're a video sharing app. Ah. So Instagram right now, um, if you go and do reels, which are very similar to TikTok um, videos, you're going to get a lot more traction at the moment with reels because they're showing reels to more people than just people that follow you. But that's right now. So that's an, that's, that's a little tip for right now. Um, there, there it's, it's hot. That's a hot off the presses. Um, and that's something that you want to think about if you're doing short video anyway, why not just, you know, download it and upload it onto there. Now, if it has like the TikTok logo on it, they'll, they'll suppress it. Yeah, I, I bet they would. What's interesting, uh, as I created a video on TikTok and I shared it in Instagram stories and I, I do subtitles cause you're supposed to do subtitles. And I mentioned the C word COVID. Okay. I didn't wasn't oh, talking about COVID, but what TikTok does, they put a little tiny banner at the bottom of your video saying, Hey, for mm-hmm. latest information, Instagram put one that took a third of the page. And I wasn't even talking about the vaccine or the pandemic. I was just saying, I made the comment like before COVID hit had nothing to do with the pandemic. And they put mm-hmm. this big white thing. Hey, this is might be inf- misinformation. I was talking about what I did before the, Oh, so I got really frustrated to leave the video. I'm like, you know, this is, this is crazy. This is so nuts. You don't need to take over half someone's page. Okay. But I know, I know the problem is, and I 
don't like to go into politics on the show, but you know, Facebook and Instagram, they go to the left. I get that. It's their private company. They can do whatever they want to do. But that's one of the reasons why I don't like Facebook and Instagram is their censorship. They censor one side, not the other. And I have a problem with that. I believe you censor everybody or nobody, not one side. Um, but now TikTok, ironically, TikTok is a communist app. And you can talk about you could talk about the, the vaccine. You could talk about COVID. You could talk about the pandemic. You talk about the Biden administration. And they don't censor that stuff. I mean, they do if you get really hateful. But I, I that's one of the problems I have. You know, Facebook is an American company. It's censored. You would think TikTok would censor more, but they don't. And I find that very interesting. So, I mean, I don't expect you to comment on that. That's just my little rant. I'll get off my soapbox there. I just, I mean, I just, I have a problem with censorship. Thankfully, no one can censor this podcast because it's mine. So it is. as we wrap up, before I ask you the final question, is there anything else you wanted to share with us today that you haven't had an opportunity to say because I kept talking? Oh, no, you're great. Um, no, I think that, um, that, what's really important about this. And I guess while you were talking about that, I was thinking about the different platforms and what you need to do. And really you need to think about who your audience is and where they are. Um, So what's most important is you may not get traction on one over the other, because that's just not where your audience is, you know? So your audience may be um, in a different place. So you need to look at that and not just think of it as only a platform specific or the platform's fault, but more about like, these are, um, these are people that are on specific platforms for specific reasons. Um, and as for, you know, Facebook, and I talk a lot about this actually, um, you know, as far as how they're doing different things, um, they're under a lot of pressure too, because there's a lot of misinformation. That's, that's like where most of the people are. So like, there's like almost everybody's on Facebook or has a Facebook account. And so if there's going to be a misinformation to spread, that's where it's going to spread. So also being real careful when you're on the platforms to fact check for yourself, what people are saying, um, even if they're your friend, because, um, they heard it from, their their aunt mary who heard it from their friend jake who got it from whoever so definitely be doing your own research um out there so i always talk about literacy um social media literacy because i think it's really important to understand that um you know these platforms exist to keep you engaged on the platform so they're going to show you things that you react to that cause you to um to to do things like, you know, put comments down or like things or share things. They're, they're trying to get you to do that, whether it's for the negative or for the positive. So if you are somebody who they know, because you're on there a lot, they know what you care about politically or otherwise, they're going to feed you that content in order to get your hackles up so that you share it or yell about it or, you know, put nasty comments on it or whatever. Just as much as they'll show you um, uh, stuff that is from a friend that like somebody's sick or hurt or whatever, where you're going to be like, oh, like, God bless you, whatever, help you, whatever. It's 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 built to do that. So it's not like it's inherently evil, but it kind of can get evil because of the way that it's built. It's built to get you to comment and share and post. And so when you see something come across, that's something you and you're like, Oh, my gosh, this is coming across all the time. You're only seeing a slice of what's actually happening out there. You're only seeing the slice that they know that you're going to react to personally. 
So I'm sorry, I'm just going to put that. That's my soapbox is that people need to be aware that they're being played. Yeah. Well, I saw the social dilemma and that scared the poop emoji out of me. I mean, it really did because the one line from the show, I don't know if you've seen the show or not. You're not paying for the product. You are the product. And that keeps going through my head. Uh, This is my product. This is my podcast. So I'm in control here. So Cammie, the final question I have for you all the way in Katy, Texas. Now, if you're, I have a global audience. Literally, I can get my car and probably be at Cammie's house in like 15 minutes. That's how close she is. Uh, I think she, you and Madeline are the two closest guests I've ever had on my show because you're both are really close to me here in Houston. But where can we go to find out more about you and what you're doing in the world? Absolutely. So um, for my agency, you can go to zoeticamedia.com. It's Z-O-E-T-I-C-A.com. And then for um, online training around social media, it's smartsocialsecrets.com. And that's where we teach you all of our smart social secrets and help you to um, get that under control for yourself. So I'm really excited to be on the show. So thank you so much, Mark, for having me. I'm, I'm also Cami Chat on every platform. So I am on every platform. So if you want to talk to me, just like DM me anywhere or anywhere. Um, I don't care what you do. TikTok, Snapchat, any of them, WhatsApp. I'm in all of them. So um, <laughs> just Cami Chat, K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. All right, Cami, thank you for coming back on the show. Maybe we'll have you back on in 2023. We'll just. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. <laughs> like, t- like episode 2000. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what is that? Movie, the two, the, anyway. 2010, uh, yeah, 2000. 2010. Yeah, I remember that. that. That was so funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hell, open the pod doors. Uh, that was, oh <laughs> exactly. my gosh. If you don't know what that movie is, <laughs> go Google it or go watch it. It is so outdated, but it's funny to watch now. Cammie, again, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your time and attention for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski podcast. Hey, are you a Mark Stuchowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter where I will send you value multiple times a week. And I promise you, every time I send an email out to my insiders, it always has value. So if you want to sign up, absolutely free. Just head on over to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com.